here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. I would like to thank my patron supporters over at patreon.com slash bsmpod for continuing to support me and what I'm doing. Big shout-outs to my senior producers, Ventus Official, and my mom and dad. Love you all. Thank you for supporting me. I would also like to point out that we are back at it again, live on twitch.tv slash cypher0033. It's okay. There's an extra three. You get it. We have Nathan Sandwich, NorCal Melee player, Captain Falcon, and we also have NorCal TO, the Melee bracket overhead person, TO person for Genesis 8. Did paper brackets for people who went 0-2 or 1-2. This is the person who does so much for Melee, and you might not even realize it, but hopefully... Oh, 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 and commentator with the sailor hat. Of course, of course, of course. Nathan Sandwich, thank you so much for joining me again. Back on the podcast. I really appreciate you coming back. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me back on. always appreciate what you do first off just i love that you've kept this going for almost two and a half two years now yep january of 23 that'll be two years Mm -hmm. yeah just happy just happy to be back on and this is the first time that we've done it live streaming uh it's a it's a little bit different than what you might have been used to in the past now i have to manage several things i have to look at chat no one chatted right back to the screen i also have to do the thing where i control what it says as in idk what to put here now oh no that's two r's here now and we'll save that and it'll show the fact that I can just type anything I want to this, the all kinds of new additional controls that I have in front of me. And it's very cool. It's also demands a lot of attention. So I don't think I do nearly as good of a job as of, of my active listening as I used to Nathan, maybe people, people might say I'm, I'm starting to change perhaps even for the worse. Now that I'm trying to manage more and more things at once for the podcast as compared to just concentrating solely on your beautiful voice but I would like to hear how you've been. It's been a little while. You have been in eternal recovery mode from Genesis because that was not just the one big molt, uh, sorry, the super major, not one big super major that you spent over a year preparing for, but you also had to deal with the delay, the postponement of the event. And that entailed so much more work, I imagine. So it's been a little while since Genesis 8. Genesis 8 happened, but that doesn't mean you're 100% recovered, ready to do it all again next week. I'm just interested in hearing, how are you? I mean, just just living life, honestly. Living life right now. Uh, trying to figure myself out. Uh, still just doing a lot of reflecting on Genesis, because I'm glad that you mentioned it, because I remember the last time we did a podcast here, it was... I think like two or three weeks before, and I mentioned like it was the home stretch. Yeah. Uh, and then lo and behold, the COVID spike happened. And I remember I messaged you saying that or that episode is basically outdated at that point because it was right before the postponement. So still relevant. Um, it definitely is uh, to an extent. Uh, just figuring things out. Um, I still do a lot of stuff locally, just on a Nor- on a NorCal scale, uh, like uh, managing the NorCal Discord server, which has been growing pretty well. Uh, getting set to just get my bachelor's degree in sociology, which uh, this will be my final semester in doing, which I'm uh, super ha- unhappy and proud about. 
um just figuring out other interests that that i like as well just in the process like i recently i kind of i got into anime and manga just a little just a little bit i went to fanime as the first time i've ever been to a sort of like an event that isn't like a genesis or like a main stage where it's like it, like an actual convention so i went to fanime and it was it was really neat it was really neat it was it was different uh, it was really different but it definitely gave me like a similar sort of like con type of vibe and uh i've kind of just gone to anime and manga a little bit as a result and just i don't know just and then also reconnecting with people i mean i i've honestly been just trying to do a lot for myself because it's been just it's been really crazy both with just the genesis recovery and then almost like almost like a okay now what sort of phase <laughs> if you will I definitely understand that <laughs> you finally get past such a big thing that you've spent months and months preparing for, and then it ends and it just goes away. Not that there isn't follow-up things to do, mm-hmm. but I would imagine that the list of follow-up things to do is infinitely shorter than the list of things that you have to do prior to the event and during the event. And you go, well, okay, I have that, but what's the next step? I, The people who run multiple big events a year they'll spend months preparing. So that means that they might spend months preparing for a big event. But while the big event is is happening, they're still in some ways preparing for the next big event that's going to happen a month later in another city, in another huge venue, hoping to get a thousand plus entrants across all the Smash games, blah, blah, blah. It's, that seems like quite enough, quite enough to handle. Yeah, it's, it's mentally, emotionally, and personally taxing in a lot of ways. I think it's a, main thing uh i'd like to do i'd like to do it more some point but the opportunity just hasn't presented itself um uh, that's mostly the main the main thing uh, i i'd like to do it again but it's something at the moment where i'd rather look and just reevaluate you know what's what is important to me just right now regarding you know do I want to commit to more as a competitor? Do I want to be more of a local community leader? Um, do I want to just just get just take a break and pursue just more of just getting my degree and then go from there, uh, or do other things? Like I mean, honestly, I've been just thinking thinking about a lot of things, both melee related and both not melee related. So I remember our first ever conversation because this is your third, fourth time on. And we talked about how during five days of Melee, which was something that you were able to be involved with, you're on a call with other people during the event or right after the event is over and everybody's super happy to pull off something so incredible in such a short amount of time, the craziness that everybody went to to make that happen. And you talked about how you and Matt.Zeb had a conversation and Matt was encouraging to you in regards to your standing within the community, your value within the community, if you will. And I know that's something that was big for you at the time to take away as saying, what I'm doing here is not going unnoticed. And it feels nice to have an acknowledgement of that. And I feel like this is a community I can feel belongness i can belong to and you got to do a bunch of things in 2021 leading up to when i heard that you were going to along with jade shout outs to jade going to be the melee tos for genesis 8 which i thought was perfect because 
well, all the work that the Rollback Rumble team did and does do, even still, was nothing short of essential to the online era because the big one, especially, so much culmination in all the hard work of all the events leading up to that. It was awesome to see all of that stuff happen. So I felt as if this is this is this is the next natural step process. Of course, Nathan Sandwich should do Genesis Eight because. Genesis 8 is NorCal, Nathan Sandwich is, or, is NorCal. And also, you have lots to say on the mic as well. That was super cool that you got to commentate for Genesis 8 as well. Mm-hmm. Seemed like you did a lot, but we could talk about that in a, in a second. But I'm just trying to summarize how even even still, despite the fact that you are in a, in a, in a good way trying to ask questions about what you want to do, I, I feel as if... You accomplished so much. Maybe, maybe you don't one hundred percent realize that. I, I think you do, but I just want you to hear it from somebody else. You did so much, and it was very, very valuable, important work, especially for Genesis Eight. But I mean, in general, like you were saying with NorCal stuff, NorCal Discord and NorCal Twitter, just trying to raise awareness and and make people churn them into activity, churn them into showing up for locals in the NorCal area where there didn't seem to be a lot of activity. I don't live in NorCal. I don't know. But based off of what you had told me in the past, it was uh, things are not super popping off. Ever since COVID came in, there was not a ton going on after the after the IRL stuff has started to happen again in spring and summer of 2021. There wasn't just like this immediate blow up of stuff. So you're kind of attacking it from all angles and it's a lot to do. So just know that I feel over, from over here, the time that you take to try to recover, it's a very valuable time spent. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, just try just trying my best when it comes to that. Uh, to say as far as NorCal Melee, it has been anything but easy in terms of just building back up. But the first people that definitely, deserves some recognition um it's not just me it's a full-on uh there's a bunch of other tos that definitely deserve some recognition putting on events i may be the person that you'd see promoting it or spreading awareness about it but people trade the trash man javi alma niconics uh floods free hops uh brandon with town throwdown uh mosquito um probably some people i'm missing as well uh Ollie Marth, uh those people, uh Yahweh Master, these people deserve a lot of the credit for being able to put on the events. And PJ, PJ and Cal Paul Kid. Uh these people deserve recognition as well because they're the people putting on these events right now. Uh given the extremely difficult circumstances we're in, given that to be honest, the region does not have a lot right now. So you may see as me as Nathan Sandwich as the TL or the guy for NorCal, but it takes a team to do it. And I throw this concept of hockey of roll four lines. It rolls four lines. You have to have all your players, in this case, all your TOs or all your community members rolling. And even when we don't have a lot, and I still think it's difficult at times, uh, these people deserve a lot of the recognition, not just me. Thank your TOs. Shoutouts to TOs. Hey, I'm actually doing a little bit of the TO stuff, Nathan. I have taken 
baby steps, baby steps in <laughs> the direction of trying to TO stuff. I am helping Jay Bobison, Jay Bob. He and I are doing an every other Saturday, a, a bi-weekly Saturday night online tournament for the uh, tri-state-ish area. And we're trying to more or less churn our scene of 717, basically central PA and Chester County a little bit, I guess, as well. This sort of the the east side of the state. We're towards Philly, but we're we're not we're like an hour and a half west of Philly. But just because we're an hour and a half west does not mean we're actually close to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is very far away from from us in Lancaster and seven one seven in general. So lots of players here or there's there's not a lot. I should let me rephrase. There's plenty of potential for having a weekly and people will show up, but we haven't been able to secure a venue for getting close. It's been, it's been six months since we've been able to have a venue. And so we've all been just twiddling our fingers at home. And I finally said to J Bob, we got to do something this summer. We, we just have to do something this summer. Let's, let's, let's do an online tournament until we can find an, a, a, a venue to be in again, because if we don't do anything, I feel like this is, this is like the last opportunity we have to sort of still take advantage of the people coming out of slippy and looking for stuff to do. So if we say we're out here, maybe that'll help us find a venue as well. And both things came to fruition. We're running the every other Saturday online tournament. That's going well so far. And we will be going to the local university, Millersville university out here. We'll be having, we'll be having IRLs again. And it's very, very exciting. That'll happen in the fall when school season actually starts. You know, the this is something I don't think of anymore as a out of school person, but that is a thing and that will start in the fall, not now, but in the fall when school season picks up again. We'll have IRL events and oh it's gonna be so fun. And we could drop the online stuff because <laughs> I'll be honest, we're we're mostly doing it to just try to churn activity a little bit and say, Hey, we're out here and come to Millersville in the fall. It's very exciting. Let's go, man. Super happy for you. I mean, geography is definitely a big thing that just can't be overstated enough when coming to, when regarding a local scene. And then universities as well. Uh, people like Floods and Mosquito, like I mentioned before, um, uh, those are like big, those are just big deals because uh, just pretty much they can, uh, like it, it, commuting from place to place can be hard. Um, gas money is also a pain in the butt these days. Let's be honest. Oh and yeah, California. What's the gas out there right now? Uh, maybe like six or seven bucks if you're lucky. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh, you got bridge toll as well, which is also expensive if you're going from uh, the East Bay to San Francisco. Um. Going down to South Bay is hard as well, especially where I'm at. It takes about maybe an hour to an hour and a half. Um, it takes me about an hour. I'm going to a local uh, in Manteca, which is in uh, Central California, which is close to Modesto. Uh, that's an hour and six minutes away from where I'm at. And then also, um, like, same thing with San Francisco. It's, like, always an hour away. So in a lot of ways, you're kind of, at least in the area I'm at, 925, um, it's very isolated and secluded because we're a big area code. But also the problem is, is that we all live very far away from each other. Like the closest player that lives to me, I think right now 
is Blarg257, which Blarg is a uh, NorCal commentator and legend, PR'd right now in uh, ninth in the region. Mm-hmm. Uh, just shout-outs to, Nick, shout-outs to Nick. Mm-hmm. Lo- love him to death. Uh, uh, he's like 35 minutes away from me, and I always, uh, like you have to get on like a freeway to get to him. And then like after that is Kevbot, who used to live close to me in Walnut Creek, but now he doesn't anymore he moved and now he's like 45 minutes away uh he just recently swapped the box and uh he is currently i think 10th or 11th on the pr but kevin is also just a good person to know and but that's like pretty much it and then like so like it's hard to get like consistent in-person practice and also to get a local here is hard because a lot of people uh, just it's a bit out of the way for where I'm at to yeah. get to place to place. Um, it's not like if I were in a San Francisco or an Oakland, it probably would be a little bit easier, but also difficult at the same time because um, historically in the past, uh, with both San Francisco and Oakland tournaments, uh, at least with Esports Arena and Foundry, it was notorious that cars, that cars windows would get smashed into. So there was always that concern there. So like, in general, it was always difficult to get just a local because of that, because of just so many different variables. And then not to mention, like you said, getting a venue is so much harder these days because you have to make sure is the store or place going to be able to support it. But then also, is there the possibility they need to pay out of pocket, which is just as difficult? So I don't, I don't participate with the venue searching. J-Bob is the one who's handling that totally on his own. I mean, I recommended one place because I was in a, I was in Mechanicsburg, which is on the other side of Harrisburg and Harrisburg is west of Lancaster. So just a little world building there for you, Nathan, none of these things actually have to matter to you, but Mechanicsburg is a bit of a drive for everybody in Lancaster County. So we're trying to throw an event or throw on some kind of IRL local in Lancaster, but then we tell everybody it's actually in the next county over. It's either 45 minutes of driving or an hour and 15 of driving, depending on where you live in Lancaster. So come on out. So like, you know, the person was super friendly at the, at this bar and said, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try give it a try. I mean, I'm open to it. And I said, it's a, it's an older game. We'd bring our own setups and you just need to give us space to do our thing. And he said, yeah, sure. And I would go, okay, the iron is hot. Let's go ahead and go for it. And J-Bob says, okay, now Cypher, do you think anybody's going to show up to that? And I was like, oh, well, yeah, you're probably, you're, you're probably right. Nobody's actually going to want to go to that on a regular basis. Maybe for, maybe for a bigger-ish event, but it wasn't big enough to do a bigger-ish event monthly kind of a event so tough very very tough to find the exact right fit for the people that you have because if you have just 10 or 15 people and you consider that worth throwing an irl for then you need a space that's the right size you can't fill an auditorium which is 15 people and vice versa so it you maybe to people who have consistent a consistent local nearby them. I think about the people in PGH who have mole man on a ledge or the people in SoCal with Verdugo and so on there. There are great. Oh, and nightclub, New York city. There are great, great events that you have the opportunity to go to. I hope that you cherish that with your heart because there are those of us who 
don't have that opportunity, who look at the realistic possibility of saying, if I want to play melee in person, I have to go to Philadelphia, which is an hour and a half away, like I said, or even farther. Now, other exciting thing, I am leading a carpool. I am carpooling, getting some gamers. We're all going to go down to a Baltimore monthly that's happening this Saturday, M3. So y'all should check that out. But we're, you know, that's, that's worth it because we're carpooling and it's only an hour and a half away. And that's not as big of a deal for a monthly where there's going to be good players there. Dawson's going to be there. Bones is going to be there. So we'll, we'll have some, we'll be able to see some nice matches and so on and so on. But still doing that every week would just be no, no, thank you. So I get it, Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. It's mentally taxing. And just the carpool part is fantastic. I mean, and, that, stuff like that is what the community is about, just getting a bunch of people together to either go to somebody's house and play some games uh, and just, you know, have a Smash Fest, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just going to locals, you know, th- just enjoy the adventure. And uh, that's something that it's honestly something that I have started to realize recently, uh, just with a ton of reflection, because... I just don't really we I don't really have the local scene that I once had in the past is to really not take that type of local scene for granted because you never know when it's going to be gone and then also really enjoy it because if you enjoy it you're going to it's going to be just satisfying it's going to be fun uh just soak it all in because it's probably the it's it's a melee probably in my opinion in its purest form where you're just around a bunch of people you consistently meet up at a certain place uh, uh for reference uh south bay specifically san jose with the weekly guild house is probably the best example of this at the moment where they have a great local scene right now where they have this big player base of people like uh umarth is there who recently just got 13th at double down shouts to umar uh, C4D, Costas is down down there as well. A uh, commentator, good NorCal person. Hong is down there. And then we have other players like uh, PRZ slash Vane, who used to be from Champagne. Uh, Fluid also moved uh, down to South Bay and in you know, the San Jose area. Typhoon, who's also PR'd, is down there. Um, to put it simply, is that uh, South Bay, uh, specifically San Jose, has become NorCal's powerhouse region. And anybody that, like, asks for, like, if we're going to do a sub-region crew battle, literally, I would bet money on South Bay winning any day of the week because they have absolutely everybody. They all meet up very consistently with each other, with Fests, and also just with Guildhouse right by them. It's super convenient, and each time I talk to uh, most of the South Bay people, mainly Yowie Master, uh, I say, enjoy it enjoy and cherish it because uh it's it's the best kind of melee there is and uh every time i see that it reminds me of uh my local scene back in 925 uh from 2016 to 2019 and how wonderful that experience was and that was probably those are some good times but because you feel as if your attention is being taken in different directions and you also just want to breathe be able to live a life apart from doing all the melee stuff ever i mean even i have my limits with melee although i podcast about it more than i probably should you get it i just i i'm I'm not able to 
make everything materialize that I that I that I see in my mind of going. I would love to do. This. I would love to do that. I would love to do this. But then it, <laughs> it's just I I don't get enough sleep already to try anything else. Would just be grinding myself to nothing even faster. So you you're in the position right now where you can do different kinds of things, but I think you were putting it in such a way that you were saying, I'm not sure what I would like to fully focus my attention onto. Do you sort of like the idea of being flexible or do you want to eventually, as these months roll by and as we get closer to 2023, which is something that I can say now that we're in the last half of the year, because it's already July 20th as of the recording, So what's going to happen next? Are you going to try to lean into something or do you want to stay flexible for the time being? I'm mostly just trying to take it a day at a time and not think too far ahead. It's very, I've realized it's very easy to do that, especially one thing I've learned from the Genesis experience. Uh, Just take it a day at a time. Um, I'd say I'd be flexible for the time being, but I would like to get to a point where I can either solely compete solely compete again because in the situation i'm in i feel like it's difficult for me to solely compete into that because i feel like the the region uh the region like uh, i feel like the region would not be in the best of shape and i would love to just like i would love to pee i'd love to be in a position to where the region can still sustain itself while I go into solely competing. I don't want to just leave the region or like leave my TOing side or whatever. Think, uh, just like leave it in a bad place. It's like, I want to make sure that NorCal can sustain itself. And if they ever need like any advice or questions, I can always answer or help them uh, in any way I need. Um, I need to, um, like, uh, Niconics and, uh, Floods slash Free Hops. Uh, when they were getting their locals started in Rosa Rising and Santa Rosa and um and uh and at the Santa Clara tournaments uh with uh, they they actually came to me for advice of what they would need to start a local scene. I said, okay, make sure you have setups, make sure you have Wii's with the proper settings, make sure you have TRTs. Uh if you want to have a stream, it's optional. They chose to do that on their own and they kind of went and just did their. They kind of went and just did their thing, and it's very neat and satisfying to see. And I've been in the North Bay Melee Discord a lot, um, and it's been neat to see what's come of it. They run a netplay weekly on one week, and then they run Rosa Rising the next uh, the next week. So they have this very unique dynamic. And Niconics, uh, the North Bay Melee TO, and also Olimar, um, they uh, they talked to me about. Uh, you know what how should the pr be and they asked me like how many panelists should we have and it's it's very flattering but also just like it's really neat and i'm just proud of them as well to see what they've built and what has come of that as well and that's mostly why i want to strive and kind of build up also for the entire region and then same with sacramento as well they've mostly done their own thing i haven't talked to them too much but have it in a place to where they can take care of themselves and also we can still be like interconnected as a region given that we just don't have too much right now does it feel like because of genesis also being in the area you say that we could try to do stuff but then people start to say well maybe we can set that up for genesis (laughs) oh you mean the weekend that the entire world shows up to play melee and we can just what 
set aside a bunch of setups to do the the NorCal crew battle, that kind of stuff. Because it's tough to do that. I was super impressed with Gommel. Do you, do you remember the USA versus World's crew battle from Gommel? <laughs> like yeah. the best crew battle like in terms of watching and, and stakes and results, I think in a very long time. This is one of my favorite crew battles it's of a, all time. It's the first time I've seen a USA versus the world crew battle in so long. So, I mean, that's definitely... I, I wasn't able to watch it. I've just been busy with life as of late. But it's really neat to see that that came back. Um, just And you're right. It is hard. Uh, and with, like, Genesis as well like that's our big thing but i think like the uh, what i love out of the region just going forward is if we can have like another kind of like decently big size event like something like a hold that l type of uh type of event oh like, yes 200 person regional kind of thing yep hold that l yeah. great event i, I would love a, that type of event to occur to norcal we've had a couple instances of that occurring in an occasional sense with uh, Brandon with the town throwdowns. Sure, uh, yeah. Throwdown one and two. Uh, the first one was pretty uh, was pretty big with 100 people, and then the second one had, I think, 65. Uh, and then uh, we just had on Saturday uh, NMW, Nick M. Whittier's going away tournament because he's moving to, I believe, I think it was Idaho or Iowa. He's moving somewhere, uh, somewhere soon, but it, it was a send-off tournament and it actually capped at 84 people and we had like a 20 person wait list and it was actually bigger than the pre-genesis guildhouse event nice it was absolutely insane so it shows that uh the region is capable but uh, i would just love to see i would love to see us uh, do do that more or at least you know produce maybe the one of those types of events or just continue to just see us gradually build up even in our ups and downs i'd love to just see what we'd become of it so you have something in common with unsure who is has decided i'm not going to be mm -hmm. toing i have a couple of commitments such as riptide 2022 which is coming up in september which is less than two months away again these are the kind of things you don't think about but you go wait riptide's coming around again already but anyway the point is is that unsure officially retired as a to to say i want to be a gamer i was ranked as high as five in chicagoland melee i want to i want to blow past that and more start to make names start to challenge skurs over number one in chicago type stuff you know the 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 competitor energy fire is still there and it's actually so much there that i don't want to to anymore for you, Nathan, where do you feel as if your competitive edge is taking you? Do you feel it getting more and more like feed me over time? Or what is the what is the appealing angle of being that falcon of NorCal? Which is tough because you also squid the cat. But anyway, you get it. Yeah, I would say, uh, I mean, first off, it's not just me. Uh, squid the cat and Iconics are also good falcons. And same with Space Pigeon. Uh, I was good with a variety of characters. Those are other Falcons of note, so it's not just me. They deserve the respect as well. Uh, Shout in out. Terms of, in terms of me, I mean, honestly, I, I still don't really know. Like, I've shown the capability to recently to perform pretty well. Like, I got 13th at uh, NMW's going away tourney um, out of 84 people. Right, that's pretty so, good. Uh, who, nice. did, who did you lose to in the bracket, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I lost to NMW 3-1. It was the first time ever I've taken a game off of 
NMW ever. And then I lost 3-1 to Liang, who's a pretty good up-and-coming Fox player, I believe, from SF. He, uh, he lives in Daly City right now, uh, who went on just a great loser's run. He went on to beat... Um, he wanted to beat Kevbot as well, so... Uh, I mean, I'd say pre a pretty respectable showing, considering uh, just I don't have a lot of access, even though I'd like to have more access to a local scene. Like, competing is something I'd like to do, but also would like to make sure uh, the rest of the region is in an okay place to where, like, there's less to worry. So I'm almost like in a bit of an enigma, where, like... <laughs> I can, I, I still can compete pretty well. Um, I did commentate the end of the NMW Invitational, or not the NMW Invitational, the NMW Going Away Tourney. Mm -hmm. And then um, I also, uh, I still TO sometimes. I may take just like a small, short local break on TOing for a bit. And I'll just see what, see what that goes for there because I have to reevaluate some venue things with Bay Area Rumble Mini. Um, Oh, just I, I have a lot to really think about and a lot of my play, and I still don't really know. I can't really give a, a clear answer at the moment because it'll change by the day a lot of times. Yeah, it does sound like that. But what is appealing to you outside of the game? You were talking about going to a NASCAR event before we got it started with the official recording, but if you don't go to a NASCAR event super often, like once every six years or so, as far as I can tell, as of right this second, what else is there out for you in the big old world, Nathan? Uh, aside from that, uh, go. I'm thinking of probably going to Fanime again next year. I mean, that was just a really enjoyable experience, and uh, it was really cool. It was really cool to um, uh, just to go to Fanime. I saw on the on the question earlier. You said, uh, "What anime do I watch?" And to finally Ooh, yes, follow yes, up yes. on that. To follow up on that question, uh, I started. I watched a K. Uh, I watched Kon. Um, you can actually maybe see the posters in the back. Uh, I got it, anime. I watched Kon. Uh, from in late this uh, 2021. Uh, then I watched uh, Asobi Asabes, which is kind of a degen stupid humor type of anime, but it was just funny. I enjoyed it. Uh, and then uh, I watched. Uh, I've been. I watched all of Spy Family, and that's mostly been what i've watched at the moment uh, i was I waiting really for you know, to say something basic or one that i that i recognize but good for you you have deep cuts or are those not deep cuts uh i would say spy family has hit the mainstream in, mm. at this point it was very popular in uh the anime season this time around but it's something out of my comfort it's something out of my comfort zone uh i also have been reconnecting with some old friends as well uh mostly uh friends from my high from my high school circle that um kind of i broke off during the pandemic because the pandemic threw everybody it does uh, that just, yeah it threw everyone into a wrench so i reconnected with uh he actually used to be a smasher rapid malcolm some norcal people may know him uh and i mostly have been just uh just playing different games with him whether it's risk of rain 2 uh Call of Duty Zombies, mm, or just mm, Call of Duty Zombies. Hold on. Or uh, which one? Which one, uh, Nathan? Black Ops Three. Black Ops Three. No, oh, you were you were so close. Black Ops. 
Black Ops One zombies. I do play Black Ops One. I do play Black Ops One as well. That was that was peak zombies to me. To me, I <laughs> I know that there have been some good maps and and stuff uh, afterwards, but I think every single Black Ops One zombies map that comes to mind are they're all bangers, Nathan. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> you were you you you're playing more Call of Duty zombies, which is great. Super fun game mode. Very under. Well, no, it's not underrated. People like it. A lot of people like it, but. I feel like even still, maybe they just don't appreciate the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all you need to do is bring that PhD flopper and the new ones, and that's all you need. Mm, yes, please. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> you could just jump from anywhere all of a sudden. I should say dive from anywhere. You could dive from anywhere, and it's no longer a problem. <laughs> you just Everything just explodes. It's and it's, it's such a great name. Everything about it is. I want ugh, now. I just want to play zombies. I don't have Black Ops One on this computer. I don't know if I even want it. I feel like that's a black hole. I need to stay <laughs> it's away. De it's definitely a rabbit hole, and I crawled down the rabbit hole a little bit. And believe it or not, the reason I bring I actually it's kind of cool that we got into this site is uh. I did look up actually they have an actual speed running community for it. I found out just for like all the Easter egg quests in it. Oh, that's it awesome. Very, I thought it was a very neat thing. And there have been times where I've seriously considered maybe doing speed running for it at, at some point because I watch some of the runs and I see some of the routes they're doing. And just from coming from a melee background, I see stuff routing that's a bit unoptimized or. I'm like, you could honestly improve the movement here because uh, Black Ops 3, the movement system, instead of diving, you can slide, which feels actually similar to wave dashing and how inputs are. And it's been very fascinating to look at. And just, I, I see like certain, just certain little details about the game where, you know, in like one of the Easter requests, like you can start this step sooner, uh, if anything to shave up some time and it's been very cool. I don't know how much I'll pursue or take it seriously. I mean, I kind of see myself as like the casual speedrunner when it comes when it comes to that. I've always respected and admired speedrunning, but it's something that's always been in the back of my mind and it's cool to see I'll see like certain routes where I'm like I'm like, oh that's interesting. Like just coming from a melee background, I'll be like, oh, I can see why they're doing this, and I understand the intent of why they're doing this, because it saves them X amount of time in this said area of the Easter egg, however. And I think it's just pretty cool to see. It's something it's something kind of niche and different I've kind of dove into. I don't know how much I'll pursue it, but it's a neat thing I've done on the side, and I've, always, I've just kind of I've started to enjoy it. It's grown on me. Okay, so the world record for four-player Easter egg, achieving the Easter egg for Black Ops Zombies 1, the moon level, where it is an extensively long... This normally takes the average group of players two-ish hours to do, and the group of players did it in 27 minutes. <laughs> yeah, Which it's... is awesome. It's insane. It's pretty cool. And it's funny that you bring up Moon because that is actually the one I enjoy the speedrun route of because believe it or not, I know the entire route from mem I know the entire route of the Easter egg from memory. And it is the most RNG in like 
intensive Easter egg in the world. It's because tough. You, ha you have to spin the mystery box five times. So there's five chances of RNG that you don't get the things that you need. Right. And I've done runs of it. I've done runs of it before quote-unquote runs yeah yeah I, you're you're fiddling around you're trying to get the lay of the land starting to optimize you're optimizing yeah, like i i actually have like the starting route optimized oh. down where you're on area 51 and the points that you need to open everything up but in terms of like actually doing it i've only completed the egg twice as of now in the past few months and the first one i think took about two or three hours and I think the second one I did it, which was just on my own, it, uh, because I was using the Black Ops 3 version, it took, I think, two hours to do. But mm. it was just, it's something little that I've done, I just, that I've done. And it's been cool to see. And I've been trying the other maps as well. And I'll look up videos and just kind of getting invested to see what kind of community they have there, uh, the COD Zombies community has as to melee and what they have. And it's been cool to see that I've even, gotten to just see which some of the youtubers i like as well such as just tim henson or mr raffle waffles but it's it's been neat it's it's something different uh just kind of seeing another side of the community i haven't interacted it i interacted with it at all but it's nice to see how another community operates or just like what content they have there as opposed to just like what's here i know it's just it's different Yes, and I just I'm looking around. They're not only trying to do speed runs to complete the Easter egg of the map. They also try to do speed runs who makes it to round 100 first. Which you know how hard it is to kill zombies past round 30. It's insane. You already well, you already know this. You already know it's, this, Nathan. It's nuts. What it's is nuts. what is the farthest you've gotten on one of the on any zombie map that you can recall with what the highest round you made it to before dying? I think I made it to 62 once on Ascension. I think mm. I made it to 62 once. I recently, when I completed the Moon Easter Egg, I, my friend Malcolm and I, we made it to round 43. Mm. Uh, we, we voluntarily killed ourselves because we just didn't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was voluntarily. We could have gone longer. But it's the farthest I've gone to, but I... I, I looked at that side and I actually I think it's interesting because there's actual like values within the game or like actual things like, you know, like with the health bars of the zombies or like certain things that reset over time. Yes. It reminds me of like melee with frame data and also like properties as well. And zombies, I've always been fascinated about ever since I got into melee. It's like they probably have similar instances of this as well. And it turns out they do because I always see something just on my YouTube recommended of just a random tech or easter egg and i'm like oh that's pretty cool you know it's just it's something different it's something unique so i like i have all the, like this random niche cod zombies knowledge and it just it reminds me of maybe some of the niche knowledge that melee has like a melee example is there's one frame of falcon softening where it does the hard knee sound effect i don't think a lot of people knew about it but it is something that exists and it's always pretty cool but it's like cod zombies has that same sort of thing and i don't know i, I think it's so neat that it, it, there's a bit of overlap there and this is just it's it's a rabbit hole that i wanted to get into because i played enough zombies on xbox live with random people to try to see how far we could go we never really 
made it that far as a crew with just the randoms because you would always get grouped with people who could not run trains to save their life. So you would always get seven rounds in and then they'd start falling off and they'd get mad at you because they'd go, they you're taking forever. They, like, or they merge the trains together and it fucks everything up. Yeah. You know what is strangely the easiest level to actually, sorry, the strangest, easiest map to run trains on is Kino Dirtoten. There are three mm-hmm. solid spots where you can do trains, except that most people say, oh, we can have two people in the theater room, and I'm always like, don't do no. that, please. Because <laughs> the trains will two. always merge. They will always merge if you have true you, people trying to run trains in the theater room. Just one ha- ha- you just need to have one person in the theater. That's all you need. If you get multiple people in the theater, everybody just... <laughs> It it all hits the fan. Yes, if exactly. You have multiple people in the theater. My favorite place on Keener Dototen is to run trains in the lobby. Actually, the lobby's fun. I yeah. like the lobby. Is this a zombie podcast? Okay, so getting back to the <laughs> melee, did anybody drop off? Oh, we still have two viewers in here. We managed to make it all the way through the zombies segment of the podcast. <laughs> I'm closing the window now, okay? I'm closing the window. Okay, okay. No more zombies for now. (laughs) Until next time Nathan Sandwich comes onto the podcast. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I wanted to ask you a little bit about your perspective of Genesis 8 because you did so many things over that weekend and you witnessed a lot of history. There's, of course, people are always going to talk about the JMook run from now until the death of Melee, which will hopefully not be in our lifetimes, because that was such an out-of-nowhere thing for a lot of people. Now, you and I knew about JMook before then, because we saw JMook in big online events, maybe literally two. There was this one random nightclub online event where JMook placed top eight, and then the four local fight night where JMook placed top eight, and then casually placed a second at Genesis eight six months later. And we could have had that all of 2021, but you know what? Popping off for Genesis 8 was also pretty cool, too. Placing second, no big deal, no big deal. And you also got to see none make it further than any Captain Falcon in in a Genesis bracket, beating out Scar by, by two placings. Went from Captain Falcon 6th place to Captain Falcon 4th place, none at Genesis 8. So, uh, And, of course, you did so much other than what most people remember Genesis 8 for. So you can either pick those stories, the stories that people don't think of because they're not you. These are you-specific stories. Or you could talk about the event itself, whichever order you want to do. I want to get into this a little bit. Uh, first off, I mean, since you mentioned the, uh, the, just the JMook run, I have a lot of just cool stories from backstage of that top eight experience. It was, it was one of the neatest things I've ever seen, um, seeing JMook do so well and uh, seeing how well he's, just how good he's doing right now. Uh, it just makes it, it makes Genesis A feel that much more special, just see it from that perspective that i got to witness and literally see it firsthand probably have one of the best views because i was standing backstage and i got to see him walk back after every set and just have this laser focused face you know i'd just say and i would just say to him because i'm still a player at heart i'm like just keep it up you know and it was it was pretty it was just pretty cool to see and i think it was i don't know if it was after him beating none or him after uh, him after beating Cody 
that I um I saw I think I, I saw Hbox and Hbox was like talking to him. He's like, "This is insane" because Hbox is going berserk seeing this. Um, right. Hbox definitely controversial topic right now, but that's a story for another day. But Hbox was talking to him and just it was cool to see. Him. I'm pretty sure Hbox was giving him a ton of advice and and such, just talking, you know, just about the breakout run because a lot of times when you see a breakout run they usually cool off. Like, you make winner's finals, and then they get, like, third. They they get, like, third, and that's where they tap out. Very rarely will you see a run where they make it to winner's finals, but then they also make it to grants after dropping a set. Yes. Uh, to me, that, to me itself is more impressive than anything. It shows he wasn't rattled or afraid at the moment, and it's just, it was, it was pretty surreal. And, uh, Salt, when, uh, he was, uh, warming up JMook for none. Salt was saying for like and he warmed him up for now. He's like, and he was and I was watching him standing next to Salt while he was playing none. He was like, dude, he's been doing this to me for an hour. He's, and he's going nice. He's like, I told him that. I told him that. And he's doing it. <laughs> and then like uh Stude, who was the MC for recalling the top eight, all three of us looked at each other and we were just like we had like this this look. We were just like are are we seriously watching this? It was it was absolutely surreal, and it was just—it was so cool to see that we were just like, "How far can he go?" Like, because I was expecting, like, you know, maybe like a Zane Mango, or you know, we're gonna get the collision course of Zane versus Cody, but no. Instead, just JMook just stole the show, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just as for this. Like, how far can he go? And it was crazy seeing as well in the JMook set versus Zane, the first set in Winners Finals. Because in that set, Zane won 3 1. And the games were close. And it's funny, I was standing next to Cody and he told me Zane's nervous. And I was that was pretty crazy. And like he and I he could tell like in his gameplay. Uh it was just it was so cool to see and to have that experience. And these instances don't get told a lot. And then also I have a funny story on the nun side where I can confirm this because none DM yet. He was hung over on top eight Sunday. Uh, because <laughs> Just I a content creator right. anyway. I mean, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. He was hung over on top eight, uh, top eight Sunday. And uh, I was like, Hey, I had to tell none like, Hey, where are you and Zane? And he's like, Hey, I'm hung over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming now. And I still think it's one of the funniest things that I remember from Genesis 8 because I'm just like, you know, if anyone's wondering how that set went, I could just say none was hungover and I have proof of it because <laughs> he's like, hey, I'm hungover. I'm just like, you know what? It just makes for a funnier experience out of that whole thing. And this is just the stuff that you don't know behind the scenes. Well, how was it for commentating when you were commentating in Genesis? You know, not that you got to commentate top eight, but you were you were doing that during Friday and Saturday, at least, right? It was only Saturday, and it was only one block. And one block? It, well, here's the reason for it. Uh, when you're TOing a major... Oh, sorry, I forgot about that part. It, uh, it's, it's hard to balance. That's I think it's something that is not an understatement. Uh, it is very hard to balance, and uh, just it's not it's not an easy it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, I really uh, and the, and the block I did have though, just going based off of just the commentary block, it was like a dream come true in a way. Um, I got to commentate 
I got to commentate a Lord set, and Lord is one of my favorite players ever. Um, just he's one of the reasons I continue to play Falcon because he has such neat ideas. He's kind of the great one of the greatest hidden bosses in uh, Melee's history, which is all you his unique set uh, sets and mix ups. And it wasn't the fact that I just got to commentate a Lord set; I got to commentate him versus Kadoran, and. Uh, it's funny. After that block, Walton Radar uh, saw my uh, saw my face, and I had this, I had this beaming face that just looked like a little kid. Uh, it was like a little kid. I was just beside myself because I I just I got to commentate arguably my favorite, arguably one of my favorite player, but provide like it was an entertaining set, and I got to provide good knowledge as well, uh, just because it's a Falcon set and just it just overall. And it just it was it was very neat. It was super cool. Um, I'd love to do uh, commentate more events like that again if uh, the opportunities present themselves. But maybe not one that you're heavily involved with running the tournament itself of. But mm -hmm. <laughs> definitely, like if I were to be brought up on the staff, uh, brought back for the uh, staff for Genesis Nine, chances are I probably won't be on the mic because it's just it was really difficult, and it's the reason why I only had one block and. Uh, it's just it's just a lot and it's just something um it's a lot i think it's the best way to describe it uh but it was it was really cool and i definitely would love to do it again at some point whether it's uh if i'm not on staff for genesis i'd love to commentate again and then maybe if you know if i commentate something like a big house a shine or something like that i'd love to i'd love to have the opportunity to provide some commentary and some fun to to the entertainment are you going to be trying to attend another big tournament this year? Maybe main stage since that's semi in your area. It's SoCal, but it's at least it's not across the country for Shine because Shine is in Massachusetts. So are you going to be trying to attend any other big tournaments this year? Uh, main stage is on my radar, definitely. Uh, I am probably, I'm like 90% sure I'm going to Waybash. So Ooh, San Diego, go. right? Yep. Right. So I'll probably be going, to, I'll be going to some stuff. I mean... Right now, I'm in, like, a weird phase where I definitely am, like, craving locals at the moment or just craving just to go on an adventure uh, to events just to see how it is because I never really uh, have seen where I go. I, I would love to, like, fly out to some events. I don't really just have the money. That's the unfortunate thing. I'd have to get hired. And that's sometimes the most frustrating thing is I'd love to just show my capabilities and what I'm capable of. But unfortunately, just... The, the opportunities have not present presented themselves and um it just you know they're just not there at the moment which is unfortunate because i feel like i can do a lot i can just do a lot for the scene and uh I, I like to just see you know just just really adventure about and see just see what's up meet meet different people within the scene and then also just uh just really go like go from there like i mean i have just a lot i have a lot to really think about you know i could I can maybe do the TOing thing more. Uh, I could jump on the mic more if uh, if more accessible opportunities are presented to me. I could go back to just being a competitor. I mean, just there's a lot of directions I can go. And uh, I mean, I've talked to some people about before. I mean, it, it could be like a bit of a crossroads. So, I mean, I can't really give you a clear answer. I mean, I can't really give you a clear answer because just my thoughts will change by the day. And then also just like, you know, whatever's important to me will change by the day but there's just a lot 
That's all I can really say. There's a lot. As we get in the direction of closing up, I unfortunately do not have any... Well, actually, I can check. Ah, no patron questions tonight, sadly. I could come up with a patron question. What's your favorite color? Uh, uh, probably just red at the moment. I can see a vague theme of red in your room. I'm circling oh, I... my mouse around your around your camera there. We got a Pokeball. We got the G8 poster. We got the shirt. We got the chair. And there's, some, yeah. there's definitely some red. I, I think I just realized that uh, I went on a tangent on just the commentary part. We completely forgot the organization part of Genesis. The oh, whole my gosh. Moment. Yes. What was it like TOing Genesis? Uh, a very adventurous tournament say the least uh the postponement probably threw more wrenches than ever uh more wrenches than ever and prepping for it was difficult uh <laughs> to say the least i would say it was probably the most difficult i think it would be the most difficult tournament to ever prepare for both uh from an outside perspective and also behind the scenes it was Crazy and destructive. I would say more destructive than Rollback Rumble, the big one, just given all the circumstances that we had to deal with, just given uh, the COVID spike, COVID concerns. Uh, we'd have to privately reach out to players to be like, if are you still going to Genesis because people were concerned because of COVID, which is a reasonable thing. Um, the mass, mass situation, vaccines, uh, uh, just last second drops even on the commentary coordination uh setting up pools and seating uh making sure that we have enough steps there was so much that really went into genesis it almost could have its own podcast but to give a rundown it was probably if from a personal standpoint it was very special and i would say although it wasn't perfect i can at least be proud of my own personal work with Genesis knowing that I did the best I could giving given probably maybe some of the worst circumstances you could have just with everything because it was anything but easy and um for somebody who's in the first time staffing a major in that position to be thrown that curveball is terrifying to say at least uh, having no like prior like land staffing major experience prior it's something that uh a very unique experience i'll definitely i'll always remember it but it certainly was just it was chaotic on many fronts and uh it was not it was not easy but i'm i'm happy i'm grateful and happy that it happened and i can at least be proud of how i prepared mentally for the event knowing what to expect so if sheridan and ballback come to you and say we want you involved with genesis 9 do you say yes or no uh i i mean i i probably i probably say i probably say yes i mean it's up to them it's up to them to decide at the end of the day but i would i would probably say yeah uh probably say yes uh it's I mean, it, it's NorCal. Um, it's NorCal. There's just a lot of uh, there's a lot of history, and also just from a personal standpoint, also with Genesis, it originated actually from our uh, my area, nine two five Melee in Antioch. 
uh, with Genesis one and Genesis two. So from a sentimental uh, perspective, Genesis just means a whole lot. So I definitely would, lo- I definitely would love to come back. Uh, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think just really time will tell if I come back or not, but I, de- I definitely would love to come, uh, come back now, now knowing I have more experience under my belt and I, I know what to expect, but I mean, I think it's just something that only time will tell, but it would, it, it would be very, it would be very neat, uh, just to come back and I'd love to see just what we can improve on from Genesis 8 now having, and now that I can say that I have a Genesis under my belt, which is uh, considerable experience. Yeah, it's something like that. It's still just I'm 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 in disbelief. It's it's pretty neat. And then, oh, I mean, we'll we'll just uh, we'll see. And I would love. I mean, I'd love to see if I can do more events on the line. But I feel like it'd be just nice. I think Genesis would be a good. I think I'd be fine with doing just Genesis again and not have many other events just like in between now and then and just put the focus into Genesis. I will speculate here. You don't have to respond to this, but I will speculate that Genesis should no longer happen in winter because there are a fair amount of reasons why that might be challenging for players who are going to be going to so many events between now and the end of this year and culminating in December of holy crap, two circuit finales and summit is mixed in November there somewhere. I think main stage, I know main stage is in November. This just, this is a lot. So it's, maybe, it's bit... maybe because of, of the, of the COVID thing, probably going to be once again, something that we have to acknowledge and deal with in the winter of 2022 going into 2023. And, and because of all the tournaments that are just chocking full all the summer and fall and, and early winter, the up to December, whatever, whatever, I feel like, I feel like we should just go for April Genesis uh, events from now on. This would also give me time to save up for it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I really want to go to Genesis next year. Yeah, I I'm I'm in the same boat. Either that, or they move back to its original July date that it had with Genesis. Whoa, and Genesis two. Um, Whoa, that would be something. Yeah, that that would be another that would be another uh, cool thing. But and that's up to Bobak and Sheridan to decide. And uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I I would love to see it. I think it'd be neat to see it on just a different time of year. Um, and I'm definitely 100% with you. I think there's definitely a bit of a burnout on some some events, and I mean, probably is rightful. I mean, just rightfully so. It's everyone's kind of getting back into it, and um, they want to like get their slice of the pie. I mean, I think it's just it's going to be another of those things where we'll see where it goes. I am more in the favor that we should have less oversaturation of events because then sort of like it wears down its value with some events and then the 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 two circuits going on as well definitely creates a split in the player base because then it's like which event is more value than the other there's just so many things going about with it um there's no really like a clear you can't really say of like a clear solution right now because I'd say in some regards, TOing is more competitive uh, than competing in tournaments at times, just given uh, the market, uh, just given the market and circumstance of just, we got to just pump out an event, you know, for our org or for our circuit. So I think, you know, 
I'd be, I'd be pretty I'd be pretty for just from many perspectives of another April date or somewhere around there for a Genesis. I think I don't think a lot of people will be opposed to it, especially when you have something like a main stage in April, like, and then say Genesis happens in January again. That's not really that's a very quick turnaround. And if we were to go just based off of logistically right now. As of this time last year, Genesis 8 was first announced. So Genesis 9 would have probably been announced already if it were been... If, if Genesis 8 had went on its original date. So I imagine an announcement would not come until then or fall back or share and hit me up. But <laughs> Or maybe I, I they just I, announce it and then say, all right, let's start planning it. Yeah. Let's announce it, but yeah. then let's start planning it. <laughs> that yeah, would be like, wild. It, Got to get the yeah. venue. No big deal. Oh, jeez. Uh, they, they would they would inform me before. Uh, they would inform me beforehand if I was a part of. It. But that's just you know that's that's its own story. That's its own story. You know, we'll, I'll I'll just leave it to only time. Just only time will tell. But it's uh, I'm I'm curious. I'll be I'll be curious to just see if we'll if it'll be in April or not. And that's about all I have, Nathan Sandwich. I want to make sure that the people can go where they need to go. And any last shout-outs that you have, all that stuff, please, by all means, take the mic and enjoy the red carpet. Uh, I would just say thank you to anyone who's in NorCal Melee is supporting supporting the scene right now. I, understandably, we don't have a lot, but uh, the people that are supporting it right now and actively either going out to locals or trying to start something up, uh, those people definitely deserve a lot of the credit i remember showing a, a, and competing in a bay area rumble mini and azel uh and no chill showed up and a couple others mosquito and i think uh someone else showed up uh, a bunch of other people showed up like only 12 people those people are the real supporters of the scene because even in the times when we have what feels like absolutely nothing uh, those are your real supporters and they will ride and die in support i think those are the people that just, you know, I, I can't say enough how grateful we are because it's been hard and frustrating at times. Uh, I definitely, I, I definitely just, you know, I, I'd love to just, you know, see if we can just keep going, just keep going as a region, even when we don't have much and just hopefully continue to just, just, just keep building. That's, that's all I can really say. And then, uh, you can follow NorCal Melee on Twitter. I'm gonna link you. I'm gonna post it in the Twitch chat actually. Twitter, uh, Twitter.com/slash NorCal Melee. Uh, I run the account. Uh, usually gets advertised with a ton of events there, uh, almost daily. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well. Just Twitter.com/slash Nathan Sandwich and just, uh, just to uh, <laughs> I got it timed out. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, just support just support your locals and i know it's a common saying but truly support your locals because that's where the foundation of the scene is at it's how people work their way up and uh, that that's where you know I, that's where i'd love to see just the scene be beheaded so support your locals and just just continue to just be awesome because i feel like there's there's a lot locals can offer and then let's see more opportunities down the line Thank you once again, Nathan Sandwich, for joining me on Bottom of the Smash Mountain. Looking to the next time, another six months from now or something. Well, you know, we'll figure it out, but I appreciate <laughs> you coming on once again and 
talking to me about not just melee we've got to talk about call of duty zombies scratching the itch i know you've been scratching that more than me but that was a great thought exercise for me speed running i now look forward to a summoning salt speed run video about call of duty zombies i'm sure it's just around the corner i'm sure that he's probably actually never going to make a call of duty zombies summoning salt video that's too bad it's a tie round bull record to summoning salt vid I would love there to be something to that effect. To do all of those categories, all the maps, salt, just, you know, make it under 45 minutes. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the longer summoning salt videos are good too, but we'll play the outro and then we'll come back and do thumbnails. For those of you who are in the recording, you're obviously not watching this live on twitch.tv slash cypher 0033, but you could, if you want to, drop a follow and do all that kind of stuff. You could watch along, chat along if you wanted to. And then for those who are on the Twitch, all, let's see, last time I checked, I had one. Yes. All the one viewers of you. Thank you for joining us live. You can check this out on YouTube. You can check it out on podcast platforms. I have a link tree that goes to every podcast platform. If you are a specific platform user for your podcast. So you do the link tree thing slash cipher zero zero three, you will get all the YouTubes, all the Twitters, all of the podcast platforms, all the Patreon links. It just gives you everything. So that's how you can check out more of Bottom Smash Mountain. So we'll catch you all later for the recording, for the stream. Hang out around for a little bit longer for thumbnail and wrap up. And yes, we will see you all next time. So thank you for joining us again. And Nathan, thank you for joining me again on Bottom Smash Mountain. Well, thank you for having me as always. Always appreciate what you do. Thank you.